welcome to the Well and Wealthy podcast with your host, Alicia McPherson. How to fix your hormones step by step. So this is for you if maybe you've been struggling with losing the weight, 5, 10, 50, 100 pounds. It's very frustrating. You can't figure out what's going on. Maybe there's some energy issues as well. So we've got that morning exhaustion where eyelids feel so heavy, like they are weighted eyelids. You can't get them to open. You don't want to start your day. You're like dragging yourself to get going in the morning. Maybe it's that midday energy slump where all you want is a nap. If you could just hide under your desk with maybe a pillow and a blanket, you would be good. (laughs) And then in the evenings, it's just low energy, not enough time for hobbies or family. You just wanna nap instead of spending time with your loved ones. And then of course, we've got that mood roller coaster, maybe very unstable, unstable moods, highs and lows, hard to predict what's going on. And then you might have the hair loss, the cold, always cold, maybe nails are super brittle, PMS problems, right? All signs that we have this hormonal issue that could be happening. So in working with so many women at this point, I've broken it down into four steps where I find that if you can nail these four steps, you're going to do wonders in helping your hormones just optimize, to get them balanced, to get them optimized, to get them in alignment again. And step one is focusing on inflammation and reducing as much inflammation in your life as possible. So I think of inflammation like this raging fire. And if you don't calm it down, everything in your body burns, it suffers, it it dies, right? It does not thrive. It is in panic mode. It is running around screaming for help. So imagine your hormones doing that, right? There's a raging fire in your body, everything's inflamed, and your hormones are running around screaming for help. They're in that panic mode. So we want to reduce this inflammation, and we can do this few with a few different ways. We want to look at inflammatory foods that we might be eating first and always respecting our unique bioindividuality with foods, meaning that what might be triggering for you might not affect someone else the same way. So maybe you can eat eggs totally fine, whereas your partner gets very bloated, very gassy when they eat eggs. So it's paying attention to things. I like our clients to do a four-week, at least four-week anti-inflammatory protocol so we can reduce as much inflammation as possible right away because it's really hard for us to, to see where inflammation is coming from if you're constantly exposing yourself to inflammatory foods. So we want to reduce that as much as possible, get that inflammatory load quite low, and then we can assess, do you get triggered with milk or dairy or gluten or whatever foods, eggs, nuts, do you get triggered by that? But it's hard to assess if you are this hot inflamed mess right now, it's hard to really assess if nuts are making it worse or not because your body's just in that that, that fire mode. So we wanna cool the fire down as much as possible and then then look at, okay, let's introduce some nuts and see what happens to your body. Maybe the fire gets sparked or, or ignited again. Maybe it gets a little bit more intense or maybe nothing happens. So this would be removing inflammatory foods and also looking at inflammatory products in your lifestyle. Certain cleaning products, perfumes, or personal care products, you wanna try to clean that up and go as natural as possible, getting rid of any of those endocrine disruptors that we can that we often find in these products. There's a lots of amazing websites right now where you can just go on and see what is the quality of that product. I'll leave them in the show notes. What's the quality of the product? 
Is it potentially harmful to your body, to your hormones? Because if you can imagine, deodorant might feel safe, but if you're also using deodorant and then maybe a harmful sunscreen and then your shampoo and your conditioner and then you use dryer sheets and then your detergent and then you're cleaning with Lysol and your toilet bowl cleaner, you know, it's a lot. Maybe your water is not the best water. We are overwhelming our liver so much and your liver all of a sudden gets inflamed and, and, and it's not happy. So maybe slowly, slowly, slowly starting to look at the products that you use every single day and deciding, is there a better deodorant that might not create such an inflammatory load in my body? Because I know, especially personal care items, they can be quite uh, overwhelming because there's so many of them. So my first switch was just getting rid of plastics in, in our life and switching to glass products instead. So take it slow with this one, but just know that all these things that we're exposed to, if they're all inflammation inducing products from the food we eat to the products that we expose to that's a lot of fire that's like a rapid fire that's happening in our body so we want to one inflammatory foods remove toxins from our environment and the third inflammatory process that we don't often think about is our thought processes our mindset our programming If you're stuck in this negative loop where nothing's ever good enough, I'm a failure, I'm broken, life sucks, life is hard, life is challenging, right? These are are things that will really impact us on a day and our cells respond to our thoughts. Our body responds to our thoughts. So we want to be very careful of that as well if we find ourselves in this negative loop and if there can be sometimes just a switch in perception can make all the difference where you start looking for the good instead of only seeing the bad. Or if you are noticing the bad, instead of just fixating on what you don't want, decide what you do want instead. So I used to have this really rundown car and I was so grateful for this car. My parents, it was my mom's car and she lent it to me while I was in school and I ended up never giving it back and it helped me so much. I had seven jobs one summer was it five? Five to seven jobs one summer and I was biking everywhere and I would work 30 minutes in the morning as a personal trainer. It was my first job as a personal trainer. So I would get up so early and I would bike to this gym and it was middle of the night. My dad put all these reflectors on the bike. I shouldn't say middle of the night. It was early, early in the morning, like at 3 a.m. or something crazy. And my dad put all these reflectors on the bike just to make sure I don't get hit, right? Like it was kind of dangerous. And so my mom eventually was like, absolutely not. Because then I would take, after the the 30 minutes, I would bike to my school, which was about a 40, 35 minute, 40 minute bike ride. I'd work eight hours in construct, not construction, but um, uh, what's it called? We would would cut the grass, basically any construction work or labor that had to be that had to happen landscaping i'm going to say around the grounds at the school and then after that i would bike to a a soccer field and i would teach a booty camp class so i would have often two classes back to back and then i would bike home so lots of biking lots of intensity and for my mom a lot of panic so she ended up loaning me her car and i was so grateful for this car because then i could i could move even faster like i could take on another job which i did and I made good money to pay for school that year and I was really, really, really grateful for that. And so that car, I was able to continue using and eventually it started to break down and was kind of unsafe to drive. 
and it would break down and break down and I'd take it to the mechanic, I'd get it fixed and it'd break down and I remember feeling so frustrated and like upset at this car and it was costing me so much money, so much time. I was in the middle of exams and I, I rem- remember one day I bawled, like I broke down in the middle of the driveway in front of all of our neighbors because of this car. And so at that time, I could continue to think how awful the car is and it's harmful and it's scary and it's and it's unsafe and oh I, I wish I had money for this other car another car a safe car I could fixate on the lack I could fixate on what I don't have which is a safe reliable car or I can switch my perception to what I want instead and it feels so much better so right now I can be in that scenario of I hate this I don't like this this makes me feel yuck or what do I want instead So I started putting my focus to what do I want instead? I want a safe, reliable car. I want a car where I get in it and I know it's going to get me from A to B safely. I want a car that I don't have to spend time going into the mechanic. It gives me the freedom as a car should, right? I I get in the car and I go to my place and that's it. I trust it. I want a car that feels good. Eventually, I wanted a car with a heated steering wheel. I wanted a car that started in the winter because my my car wouldn't start in the winters anymore. So I was nervous getting to work on time. So I started to switch it from the absence of what I wanted to what I wanted instead. And that whole shift just feels so much better in your body, right? You could focus on the gray, the dark clouds, the rain, or focus on what you want instead. And this, this just cleans out, like even doing this exercise right now, talking about my car, I remember the, the feeling of defeat and frustration and sadness and overwhelm over this car. And then I think about what I wanted and it feels good. It feels open. It feels expansive. It feels like I can be in that state of hope and hope feels good. Despair, frustration, lack of control is very restrictive and can be quite inflammatory and it causes that stress in our body. So maybe think about things in your life where you don't like the situation that you're in. Maybe it's the house that you're living in. Maybe it's your partner. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's, you know, your career. It could be anything. And if you find yourself complaining a lot about it, the beauty of this is now you know what you don't want. And this this is great, right? Because now we can figure out what we do want. Humans have a way better job looking at what they don't want or knowing what they don't want opposed to knowing what they do want. So what you're going to do is look at that situation, highlight all the things you don't like, and then flip them. Okay, If you don't like the way that your kids never clean their room, what do you want instead? Well, I want my kids to clean their room. That's how simple it is. If you have a job where you don't make enough money, right? you hate the hours that you work, you hate your boss, your boss is annoying, and you've got this annoying colleague, and it's so far away, you have to travel. Okay, cool, you know all the things that you don't want. That's an amazing first step. What do you want instead? Well, I wanna have a job that pays me double, because that feels really fun. And I wanna work these hours. I want Fridays off. I want, maybe it's like you wanna work 12 hours during the week and then Fridays off. I want to love my boss and have a good relationship with my boss and I want to have a work bestie. Like I want to go into work and be excited to be around the people, feel inspired by the people. So you can see how this energy is so different, so shifting and this is actually how we start manifesting too what we want because we can focus on what we don't want and continue to attract that, continue to pull it in or 
say, you know what? I know what I don't want. Thank you, universe. I'm grateful for that. Now, what do I want? And you put your focus on that instead. And it feels so much better in the body and the stress melts away and you can focus in on what you want to move towards instead of staying in that spiral of negativity and stress. Okay, so that was this first step in cleaning up the the inflammatory processes. Now, step two is we want to support our natural detox pathways. So this could be the liver. It could be, I would say, mostly the liver for hormones. Yes, our bodies are detoxifying every single day, 100%. But when we overwhelm them, when we overburden them, it gets really sluggish and it gets really slow. So we have to support the processes. So what it can do is clean out those toxins efficiently and then prevent old hormones from circulating. So things like castor oil packs, warm lemon water in the morning, sweating. Sweating is huge. These are going to help just give the liver some love so that it can do its job successfully. If you imagine the your, your liver as, let's say, a mom of three and she works 40 hours in a very um, high-stress, high-demanding job and she is constantly on the move and maybe she has a partner who's not really a partner, right? He, he, he's like, you do the cooking, you do the cleaning, um, I still go to work, but like, it's your job right? That kind of vibe. Can you just picture her stress response where she's the one everyone goes to for everything. She is that go-to person for her three kids. And then maybe her parents are getting older. So she's watching them too, helping them. And then maybe her in-laws also have problems and her husband's not helping her. So she's involved. And then she's also got a really high performing job where she's responsible for people. And she has a team of three or five or 20. Right. Can you see the, the stress, the, the amount of pressure that is put on her? Think of your liver like that. When we overwhelm, overburden it, everyone relies on the liver. And if we don't have enough support around us, then that liver gets tired and it gets sluggish and it doesn't do its job as effectively or efficiently. So then toxins don't get cleared out and we get what I call toxin weight. Hormones, old hormones that are supposed to leave the body, get flushed out, end up recirculating. So then you get an excess of some hormones. We get this hormonal imbalance, particularly with estrogen, sometimes testosterone. So you can see how we want to support that liver as much as possible. There's herbs we can do. There's supplements we can do. But simple things are castor oil, lemon water, and and sweating. Now with detox pathways, same thing with cleaning out the junk. We want to look at things in our life that might be contributing to toxins, right? It could be, and we we already talked about toxic processes in our brain, but also look at situations, experiences that you put yourself in that might be creating the same effect. This could be maybe a friend you've outgrown. Maybe it's a family member that every interaction is just very uncool. It's not good. It doesn't feel good for you. Maybe it's a certain work situation where you're not asserting your boundaries. You're letting people, you're getting, um, too much into people-pleasing or perfectionism is a real sometimes toxic trait. There's a difference between perfectionism and high performance, in my opinion. High performance is we move, we do the absolute best we've got in this moment. We're always striving for our highest potential, but we move forward anyway because we are anchored in worth and we know our value in this world. Whereas perfectionism, I find often questions our value and our worth. And so we don't take action. We get paralyzed paralyzed on things because we don't feel like we're valuable or worthy as is so it has to be better 
Can you feel the difference? Right? High performance is anchored in worth, value. I love myself. I love what I can do and I'm excited to achieve. And then perfectionism, perfectionism, often I'm not good enough. My stuff isn't good enough. I have to make it better or people will see how bad I am at this. So that's a toxic trait that we, we want to clean up. We want to clear out of our body because I, I, I believe in high performance. I believe in doing an incredible job. But what is the root of that? Is it a root of I'm not good enough as I am or I am so worthy and I'm excited to perform at a high level. I'm excited to, to, to allow this task to be an extension of me because I'm, I'm supported and I have the energy to do this and I'm excited to give this to the world. You might look at some people in your life that's probably got to go, right? Some conversations that might need to happen that you've been ignoring or delaying and it's just sitting inside and eating you alive. So this is supporting our natural detox pathways, both strategically and energetically. Step three, we have to de-stimulate our stress response. Okay, if you've got high cortisol, you're going to have a very difficult time losing weight and your hormones are going to be a hot, hot mess. Cortisol is... Basically the star of the show here, we've got to get it in check. So with cortisol, one of the first things I like to do is coat, give a coat of love, I call it, with adaptogens. So these are are herbs that can help your body adapt to stress a lot better. Certain supplements and nutrients can support your body to help cope with stress. They're not going to get rid of stress, but they're going to help you cope with it. They're going to give you almost an armor or like a cushion so that your body can handle it. Now, while you're doing that, it's also very important, and this is what most people forget to do, is adding in quick but efficient grounding techniques. So nervous system and stress relief techniques, shaking it off right? Like literally shaking the stress off your body helps. Um, a, a physiological size, humming. The other day I was really quite worked up about something and I just started humming and it really lowers your stress response down. And you want to do these throughout the day as often as you can. But man, if you can just do two or three times a day, it's going to just end that stress cycle and, and tell your nervous system, hey, we don't have to be looking for danger. We're cool. All's cool. You're safe. We're good. And while you're doing this, working on rewiring our core stress wounds so that we don't fall into the same patterns of burnout over and over again. So women have this tendency to get stressed, get burnt out, and then take the supplements, give themselves rest, eat better, and then feel better and go back into the same pattern over and over and over again. When instead we've got to look at what is that core wound, the core stress wound that's causing us to fall into this pattern. Is it people pleasing? Is it high expectations? Is it perfectionism, right? Is it lack of boundaries? Is it not feeling worthy with, with yourself, not feeling good enough with yourself? Like what is it? Is it thinking you have to be a certain person and trying to meet the expectations? Is it trying to get people to notice you? fear of being seen or fear of being um, invisible, right? What is causing you to perform at the level that is creating burnout every time? Do you feel guilty with rest? Do you feel guilty asking for support, right? All of these are core stress wounds we want to look at. 
Now, step four is syncing with our hormones. Now, whether you're in perimenopause, menopause, or menstruating, you want to understand the role the hormones at this phase of your life have and work with them. So menstruating women, we cycle sync. It's non-negotiable. You've got to be altering your exercise routine, your food that you're eating, the su- not maybe not supplements, yeah, sometimes supplements that you're taking around phases of your cycle. This is important because each phase have, has a different hormone that's in charge, let's say. And so sometimes that hormone won't like hit. And if you do hit, it's going to make it mad. Or sometimes that hormone is craving more food. And if you don't give it more food during that phase, it's going to get annoyed at you. And then it's going to retaliate. And we know that hormones, when they're angry, they are mean little, they're mean girls, they're mean girls. So we don't want to do anything to make them angry. When you're in perimenopause, there's going to be certain hormones that come out and play. We want to make sure that we're monitoring, same with menopause, insulin levels, cortisol, what is estrogen doing? We're looking at symptoms that you might be getting in perimenopause or menopause, and that will tell us a good hormonal story of what's going on. So then you can help cater that in that moment. The stress response from years and years and years of not dealing with stress gets a little bit more sensitive at this time. So we want to do some extra work to support your body in that perimenopause, menopause. All right, these are the four steps that I would take first to fix your hormones step by step. Thank you so much for being here today. And as always, if you're looking for help and support on your weight loss journey, I'd be so excited to invite you to book a complimentary call to see if one of my protocols is a good fit for you. I'm filming this on December 14th and I'll actually try to get this out as soon as possible because we have a Santa's promo that's running just for the month of December. We only do this once a year. So I'll leave the link to to book a call. It's um it's amazing. Just book, book the call. It's a non-pressure call and the team will give you some details about this promo because we run it once a year. It's a huge hit and you can get started now. Like sign like secure your spot now and then not start until the new year which is also really fun so you can enjoy the rest of your holidays all right have a beautiful rest of your day and i'll talk to you soon